Okay, I'm delighted to be joined in the downtown den now by Phil Malthouse. Phil is a partner at Brock Carmichael, who, of course, architectural practice based in Liverpool, operating nationwide, and recently became a strategic partner of downtown in business. Phil, delighted that you can join us today. Thank you very much. And uh, we were just, yeah, we were just talking offline there. You've uh, only recently acquired the title of partner. Uh, and you were saying that happened in April after being with the business for about four years. You weren't really anticipating the sort of baptism of fire that you've been given, I don't suppose. No, no. It was, uh, we first started talking about it in about August of last year. Um, everything was set up for a, a clearly planned out 2020, starting with MIPIM. Um, by a little weekend away in the in Nice and then telling everyone well, we've got a new equity partner at Brox and, and the year ahead but like I said the uh, global pandemic wasn't on the list of risks when Chris and John and Mike sat me down and told me what it was all about but got to start somewhere haven't you? <laughs> well the only way is up now I suppose for lots of absolutely, absolutely way of looking at it but in terms of your role in the business up to this point um, what the five years or so that you've been with the company look like for you? Well, when I joined Brock Carmichael, I mean, Brock Carmichael, as anyone in Liverpool knows, have been around for 40, some 45 years um, and a well-established practice. I think during the last recession of, what was it, 2008, they downsized quite a lot and went off the radar a little bit. Um, I'd not long moved back to Liverpool to work. I'd been working in uh, Alsingham and sort of Manchester before then. And I was offered an opportunity at Brock. So I went and met the guys who were on the upturn. They had about 15, 16 people there. And it was the right place at the right time. Um, good mix of characters, right skill set. And from joining, I've then progressed up through uh, very quickly to associates. And then as the practice has grown and they've got a, a projection and a growth plan for the next sort of five years then pleased to say I fitted into that. <laughs> and in terms of the way in which the company has been able to make that gradual return to growth and ambition since the downturn of 2008, what do you think some of the key milestones have been uh, during that time, Phil? Well, I think the, the, but the partners, or the current partners prior to me, began to have obviously not stopped working throughout. But as the as Liverpool began to pick up and some of the opportunities and the the mix of the partners, their skill set had started to bring in a, a wider range of projects um, and some larger schemes in Liverpool, which was part of the attraction when I when I joined. Obviously, wanting to to build and partake in projects in your home cities, sort of a bit of an ambition of and worked in other cities um, and from that they've grown, they expanded the associate level so it became a more structured system as more people come into the company then they need a better structure and, and that's, that's continued and like I said there's 25, 26 people of varying ages and experience. I think one of the things that was an attraction has been successful is the fact that there is such a broad range of staff. There's people who have been there for 19 years, 20 years, and there's people who have just qualified or coming up to qualify. And so it's got a full 
broad range. There's always somebody to ask, and there's always somebody who's done it before. Uh, and you mentioned the uh, opportunity that we all missed out on this year, which was Mippin, the property festival. And I know, Absolutely, yeah. you know Brock's doing an awful lot of work in putting together a, a solid programme uh, to uh, enjoy whilst they're there, both in terms of you know, a great social environment that you create, but more importantly, a place where you can build connections and do business. So that, that must have been a disappointment for you. Um, but nonetheless, I'm sure you're looking at other ways in which you can start to reach out and meet some of those uh, potential future partners. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it was a, quite a disappointment as it was for everyone and as much as the work that had gone into it and the marketing and the planning and everything like yourselves, it was all it was all set up, ready to go. But we've um, been doing a lot more of this with varying people on Teams and Zoom. Um and also now starting to, in the last couple of weeks, actually getting out the house. <laughs> um, having occasional a visits. We've had a couple of meetings in work. And the last couple of weeks, we've been putting together a, a strategy for a return to the office, which I think lots of other people have been doing as well. So that's took up a little bit of time. But um, I think it's probably the right time. Uh, and that's getting people back, getting the teams working together, because there's only so much you can do with on-screen conversations. And uh, and what's got me through the last sort of two months is a number of jobs that have stayed on site, mm. uh, which has been really good. Rocks were lucky at the start of the pandemic to have a number of schemes just about to start on site. So therefore, with the right contractors and a limited site access, then the projects have kept going, which means the teams have kept going. But what it has meant is a lot more man management from a, a Zoom and Teams point of view, because obviously you can't sit around the table as often as you would do normally. Yeah. And, you know, when you think about an architect's practice, um, <clears throat> listen, many of us are finding challenges in terms of working from home. But there's so much creativity, and I'm guessing ideas bouncing around an office environment and although these new facilities that we're all getting a little bit more used to now like zoom and teams it's not the same is it as actually being able to sit in a room pick up people's body language start to throw those suggestions and ideas about as randomly as you possibly can do uh, in that office environment so more than most others i guess in the property construction game you guys can't wait to get back into the office and get back to some sort of normality. Yeah, I think um, we work in, there's four teams in the office of which are working on a variety of projects. And yeah, you need to sit down, especially with some of the younger guys and explain a little bit more face-to-face, the ones who sort of can't keep going without, uh, well, they don't have the same level of experience. Um, but in terms of meetings, I did a, a a virtual planning committee two weeks ago. That was that was interesting. Uh, the, the, they're a difficult forum at the best of times when you're in the chambers of the town hall and you're like addressing the the members and the screen. But on screen, it was uh, it was probably beneficial because it went very quickly. You <laughs> <laughs> couldn't ask many questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, having sat through planning committees as a, 
a council member on a number of occasions. Uh, I, I must admit, I used to uh, do my very best to stay off planet. I only ever used to go and substitute for people when they were absolutely press gang. So ah, I can yeah. imagine that, uh, yeah, the, the online version might be a little bit better. Phil, you've referenced the fact that Brox are a Liverpool-based company, obviously, but when Chris and I were talking a couple of weeks ago, um, we were saying that you know, the, the real ambition and aspiration for the business for a number of years now is to become nationwide. Yeah. And I know that you guys have got projects right across the country. That's really where you see yourselves in the future, isn't it? Yeah, there's this... I think it's always been you associate Brockhaw Michael with Liverpool, but we've always worked in other cities. Um, in in the show, well, in the five years, so I've been there. I've had a we've we worked in Fleetwood, we've worked in Hastings, Sutton. Um, Chris and his team are doing a big scheme in Bath. Yeah. But I don't think they've been promoted enough um, as a as a group to say this is this is us. But I think. Uh, we started to look a little bit closer to home and Hastings and the Midlands is one of the, the key areas that we're looking at now. Um, along with, obviously, the M62 corridor going in the other direction. It's really project-based, which comes through relationships, which comes through the clients that you've gotten, been nurturing for a number of years. But, yeah, no, the Midlands is a... I think there's some good opportunities there. Mm. Certainly, uh, I think, all things being equal... You know, what we've noticed over the last five years is that Birmingham's certainly been up there in terms of growth and certainly ambition as a city. So it's going to be great to work alongside you guys in introducing you to, to the Brummies and to our network there. Um, so in terms of your own personal role going forward, Phil, will that change dramatically, do you think? Uh, I'll still continue with the projects that I've had so far, but... Obviously, there's more there's more of a management role um, in terms of day to day operations of the business going forward, uh, promotion, uh, this sort of thing is is all more more vital and take up more time. Um, the schemes I've been working on, we've had quite a number of leisure schemes as well, hotel schemes, which understandably in this climate were looking uncertain so there's been quite a lot of work to ensure that they're live and keep going um, and I think to be fair they have the the brands and the contractors are all still behind it uh, I'm looking at a hotel with a core who are very much favouring Liverpool because they're looking two years ahead mm. so I suppose my role is to make sure it's it's all cushioned and ready to go uh, the groundwork done and then ensuring that the team below me continue to carry on that good work. And in terms of the profession itself, Brock's won't be on your own in this respect, but I'm sure you want to be innovative and ahead of the game. The last 11 weeks led us to initiatives that perhaps have been accelerated in terms of the process, you know, because carbon has been a big agenda. Yeah. We've seen over the last 11 weeks, as I say, you know, huge improvements in terms of the general environment, but then all of a sudden, of course, politicians, decision makers start to look for ways in which they can continue that progress. And of course, buildings and the way in which developments take place can play a huge part in that particular list of priorities for those decision makers 
uh, and politicians. So are those sort of various things that you've been exploring and looking at, Phil? I think you find more and more they're coming up in conversation at an earlier stage in projects uh, in regards to infrastructure is very important, but also, like you've mentioned there, the green agenda, access, social impacts are all high on people's agenda at the beginning of schemes now as well, which is obviously led by the current climate and politics. But it's those little things that early on can get you the the extra mile in terms of if you've got the right consultants around you and working with the right consultants, it gives you an up on just a building because it's more than a building now. It's a building within a, a network, a structure, an environment. It's all things you've got to consider from a very early stage. Uh, vehicle access, I mean, in the city centre, as the boundaries are changing, so are parking and they have their own challenges. And the city's got a bit of a mixed agenda in terms of they want green. Obviously, the, the world of bikes has come into the, the, the headlines quite a lot recently, uh, which I imagine will be a, a requirement under the new applications. Um, but yet there's still parking issues. So it's going to be interesting how we can work with that. And I know um, one of my other roles, up, up, um, I'm on the, on the a non-exec board of Liverpool bid. And they do quite a lot of work in terms of the city centre and the infrastructure and putting that towards working together. So that's been an interesting mix towards having a bit of insight as to what's coming as well. Yeah, I think that debate about bikes is going to be interesting on a wet and windy February. <laughs> I think, you know, I, I, I do think I've said this to a couple of politicians I've spoken to recently, actually, who have. I think got a bit carried away with the investment in bike cycle lanes and you know we're all going to be walking to work and jumping on our uh, our bikes i mean the problem is of course phil that as i say during the middle of a lockdown and a heat wave it's quite easy to get carried away with this vision of us all cycling around in this modern european city uh, but as i say on a wet and windy wednesday in manchester uh, when it goes dark, it's about 2.30 in the afternoon. I'm not quite sure it's going to be as an attractive proposition. We'll see where that goes. I'm more interested in really forcing the agenda around electric vehicles, power points for those vehicles being more prominent within cities and elsewhere, and encouraging motorists you know, to, to basically make the necessary adjustments to the existing cars, something that they're doing in Europe far quicker than us from what I can tell. So we'll see. It's, it's an interesting debate anyway. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned the bid there. I have actually said to, to Bill Addy, you know, when I see him on a bike or on a, an electric scooter, <laughs> then I'll, I'll, I'll get mine out. Um, so, <laughs> so we'll see where that goes. But listen, it, it, it is going to be a fascinating time, I think, isn't it, in terms of city development, the whole yeah. smart cities agenda, improving connectivity. And we can look at the last 11 weeks as an absolute disaster, or we can look at what opportunities and potential come out of it. Now, I know what page your company are going to be on, Phil. And so where are the things that you think your skills are going to be uh, really looking to hone in on over the next three, four, five years? In terms of Brock and Michael, or in terms yeah. of Phil Malta? Yeah. Well, both. <laughs> well, both. Yeah. Uh, well, 
I think if you look locally, then the well, any city and the schemes, what you started to touch on, then there is much about placemaking. Mm. Um, and we don't know how long the current restrictions to how spaces operate is going to work. So a number of these things, there's been a variety of bids that I've looked at in the last couple of weeks, all of which have a, a paragraph on COVID and how that's going to be dealt with, not only in the communication of the scheme through conception, but to the delivery of it and how that's going to work. So that's something that we need to really have a good think about because there's only so much, well, outside space doesn't always make money, does it? That's the... Uh, yeah, it's a problem. I mean, like the likes of, I know I've seen um, been in conversations regarding likes of Castle Street and mm. uh, bars spilling outside, but touching on your fair weather, it's yeah. the same same thing. It's come at the right time in many respects that uh, the summer is here, so therefore people will be happier outside. Mm. But in terms of the, our, our, our projects, there's some challenges in terms of, without going into the world of funding, the actual use we've got a scheme that i've been looking at for some time which is students and that's another sector that's a little bit in the dark at the moment as to how they're going to adapt and the operator who i'm speaking to uh less confidence about next year but the following year is better uh, than they've expected in terms already of, of foreign students wanting to come back back so they're very much looking towards 2022 23 which sounds a long time but in schemes that are circa 30 40 million pounds it, it isn't that long really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, these, these things do tend to, to work themselves through over time don't they it's a case of trying to get through the short term as best we can and then having more medium and long-term plans that perhaps accelerate those changes that were already inevitably on the way anyway as i said earlier you know the, the climate change agenda isn't new it's just that i think it's become far higher in, t in terms of people's mindsets simply because of what's happened to our environment over that closed down period so final point from me phil uh, i know that you've started to go back into work albeit slowly but surely as a, as a company uh, but of course, like me, I went into our office last week. It's quite eerie at the moment, isn't it, going into centres <laughs> because they're all sort of uh, ghost towns, and we're used to the hustle and bustle of a Liverpool, a Birmingham, a Leeds, a Manchester. Um, but when we are back running and we're, we're normal again, and hopefully that won't be touching wood too far away, uh, where are the sort of uh, favourite places? Where can we find Phil Malthouse uh, hanging out? <laughs> don't uh, mention Anfield you know, <laughs> that's, that's why I had to change rooms yeah yeah, yeah we'll be uh, yeah I mean in the, the opportunities are there and the um, like in terms of the out and about role I've been slowly sneaking into places and getting invited and more invites so as time goes on I'll be uh, doing whatever I'm asked Frank where do you fancy <laughs> Anywhere that's got a good pint of Guinness, mate. That's my good, that's going to be my first port of call. You can sort of get through any other alcoholic beverage that you might like. You can get from the supermarkets or off lights. Uh, but a good pint of Guinness, very difficult to get one of them in a tin, I'm afraid. 
<laughs> well, we'll uh, yeah, we'll get out on it. Uh, it, it. It all begins again. Yeah, fingers crossed, not too far away. Phil, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you very much. And uh, all the very best in your new role. I'm sure it's only, uh, as the old song used to say, things can only get better. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope so. Thanks very much, Frank. Cheers. Cheers, Phil. Thank you. Cheers. Bye now. Bye.